Welcome to the Comic Geek Roundtable. My name is Robert Byler, Editor-in-Chief for Comic Geek TV, hosting today's podcast. With me today are... Adam Houck, Managing Editor. And Riley Walker, Contributing Writer. There you go. Is that my title? Yep. I mean, you're technically Contributing Writer, but you're also technically my Triple Platinum Executive Assistant. I was going to say, also Triple Platinum. He's my triple platinum executive assistant. That gives him access to the company car when he is in the area and also uh, free money to use at public grocery stores. Uh, those are only in Florida, though. Also, you can only use the company car uh, every third Wednesday of the month. We don't have any of those things. Uh, I can definitely give him free money to go to Publix, and I can definitely give him use of the company car, but he... We don't have a company car. You know I mean, what? technically, the company car would just be my car. car. Is it car. your car? It's my okay. car. It's your car. <laughs> you are really confused by this. All right, um, so today we're going to be talking about a little bit of news, a little bit of stuff and things. Uh, Adam, let's start with a topic near and dear to your strange little heart. My comfy underwear? No, it's Deadpool. Oh, oh, that also works, yes. Yes, T- talk to me about Deadpool. Uh, so yeah, Deadpool, um, that came out uh, last weekend, yeah. Valentine's Day weekend. A mm-hmm. great way to spend your Valentine's. Yeah, Riley, did you get a chance to see Deadpool yet? I did see Deadpool. Uh, it was amazing. Right? Wasn't it? I think it was pretty great. Right. I still have not seen it. because Really, dude? I told you to see it this week. I know. I wanted to, but my life is very busy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was going to go last night. If I gave you free passes, you'd probably go see it. Uh, I have I have a $20 gift card for a movie theater that has been... Are seen. you serious? I mean, it's for the, the little discount theater, though. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, I have regal passes. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like... I already had free money to a movie theater that I haven't used for like a year. Oh. So like clearly free money is not the issue. Or clearly passes are not the, the issue. One, the, the crappy one. Southwest, right? I mean, it's an it's an alright theater. I've been there a couple times. You don't have a right? Yeah, but it's like it's, it's, a, dis- it's, a, it's a discount theater. It's definitely not yeah, your you premium get tickets for like five bucks of movies that have been out of theaters for like three months. I mean, so? Yeah. So, alright. What happened with Deadpool that, that you wrote about this week? Uh so like Deadpool absolutely destroyed at the box office. It it broke so many records. Got um, what it was like a hundred and fifty two or uh, yeah, hundred fifty two. Hundred fifty two million yeah. was the uh, box office for the opening weekend, which absolutely destroys uh, the the previous R rated movie holder uh, record holder, which yeah. would have been uh, Matrix Reloaded at like ninety one million. I thought it even, was like 109, but either way, no, it's it's, ni- it's 91 million, but adjusted adjusted for like inflation, it's like 120 something million. That is a very big discrepancy. So it beat it yeah. either way. Yeah, yeah. regardless, yeah. I, I actually think there. Um, I've been seeing a lot of clickbait articles lately saying that Deadpool is beating out Star Wars. The, the the article is literally Deadpool beats out Star Wars. Dot 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 in Russia. Oh, so apparently. The Russian box office gross for Star Wars was like twelve million, and the Russian box office gross for uh, Deadpool was like thirteen million. I mean, but like when you break it down to one country, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I guess it matters. For no, that I know, I know. Matters. But they just wanted to point out that Deadpool beat Star Wars somewhere, and they also wanted to make clickbait, which made me laugh and it made me incredibly irritated at the same time. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Riley, what did you what did you think of the film? Besides that, it was amazing. Like, uh, so <clears throat> what I thought about the film, um, I like I liked the way that it was great. That it was great. That it was great. Yeah. Um, like I think I I don't like Deadpool as a character that much. I I get the hype for him and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't. 
I don't love him the way that like Deadpool fans love him. I forget what is it that Travis Armand said last week when he was on. He said he cut himself so hard on the edges of those comics. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> so but I think they they use the character to tell a really good story, and right. that's what I enjoyed about the movie. Mm-hmm. And the way they like shot things and like um, and edited stuff, like the whole fourth wall within a fourth wall break, mm-hmm. and it, the fact it was it was an enjoyable movie. Without me having to be like, Deadpool's like my favorite character ever. Would you say that they sort of did with Deadpool uh, what Marvel was able to do with Guardians of the Galaxy? Take a character that like had some cult, ha- take some characters that had some cult following, and like turn it into something that like a lot of people are liking. No, because no? I think yeah, no. Deadpool had a bigger face yeah. following before they made the movie. Mm. Yeah, like yeah, Deadpool had like, for, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was a little more like unknown. To a lot of people before it came, like I, I honestly, I, I knew of Rocket Raccoon, but I never like read any of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff gotcha. or like anything. Okay, well, I just like this this uh, takeoff success of the movie indicates to me that it's hitting like a mainstream audience that the comic book had previously not. Right. Uh, I, I think a lot of people in that audience were uh, happy to see that Deadpool wasn't as bad as it was in. Uh, origins. That's true, and they do make fun of that in the movie. Too. Oh, very That's much. Great. Did you did you happen to see the um, the 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 interview he did with Hugh Jackman? I think I saw like one thing from it. Yeah, yeah. Like so, for those of you who don't know, Ryan Reynolds uh, ambushed an interview with Hugh Jackman for his new movie. It's like oh, a, the the flying Eddie, Freddy, Eddie, right? Eddie the Eagle or Eagle yeah, Eddie Freddy or something. Eagle, yeah. Um, and he he starts interviewing uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. He's just like, so tell me. Uh, so this question is is from uh, Brian Blenolds from uh, Vancouver, Canada. I hear that's a great place. Is Ryan Reynolds from Vancouver? Yes. Okay, I didn't know he was going to. His uh, Twitter handle is Van City Ryan. Oh, or wow. Van City Reynolds. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, and he's like, is it true that during the filming of the X Men Origins? Uh, Wolverine movie that you wore uh, lifts in your shoes so that you could appear taller than say some of your other cast members and it, it like so Ryan was just like trolling him like the whole time even like a fake like meet up text between uh, Hugh Jackman and, and uh, his wife uh, Blake Lively is Hugh Jackman married to Blake no, Lively? No, 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 no Ryan Reynolds wife oh okay <laughs> pretty sure it's Blake Lively I'm, I am not certain. I mean, on yeah. either of those situations, I am I'm fairly unaware. certain. He also has a, a kid. Yeah, I, I can't remember how old his daughter is. Mm-hmm. I think she's like you know yeah. a lot more about Ryan Reynolds Ten than I do. Is, is what I'm oh. gathering. I, well, I've been reading a lot about him in the past in the past week. That's fair. But no, he was I, like I, I I said it like when the Origins movie came out. But Deadpool is the character that Ryan Reynolds was born to play. Yeah. Absolutely, it was- he definitely did an incredible job that I think few other people could have done with a character like that. Yeah. Are we sure he wasn't truly meant to play Hal Jordan? I'm pretty yes. sure he'd be better as yes. Hal Jordan. I hate you. I'm going to kill you. Don't ever speak to me about that again. About what? About the amazing character that is Hal Jordan, portrayed by Ryan Reynolds? Shut up. The movie's. I, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't like fully weigh in. Neither have I. But don't. But I know I, that it's not a film I want to see. It's not great. I think the the CG in that is just what throws me off. 
more than like it, like Ryan Reynolds playing Hal Jordan because I think Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan could be a pretty good time. It's, but, it's apples and oranges. Hal Jordan's more yeah. of a straight arrow kind of guy. And, and I mean, I didn't see the film, but the trailers for that always indicated to me that he was playing more of a Ryan Reynolds funny character. Yeah. Which doesn't really fit for what I think of as Hal Jordan's character. Ryan Reynolds, if for a Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds would be better as... Um, Guy Gardner? I was going to say either Guy Gardner or Kyle Rayner. I was thinking that too. Oh, yeah, yeah Kyle Rayner. I, the first split second, I was like, is he going to say John Stewart? <laughs> Okay, okay. Riley, who would you pick to play Jon Stewart? Ooh, I've got my pick. Um, probably, like, to be honest, um, the guy who plays Diggle on Arrow would oh. probably make a pretty good no Jon Stewart. Oh, I can't think of the actor's name, but I, I could see it. Yeah. Um, well, because they've, they've already referenced in Arrow and Flash, they've referenced uh, Ferris Airways. which Yeah, is they have Ferris Airways. Yeah. Uh. But in my head, since we're talking about it, my pick would be Avery Brooks, who played Commander Sisko in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And that's probably because I'm on a real big Star Trek binge right now. But in the later seasons, he shaves his head and has the goatee. So, like, he could do it. He could do that role. I have no idea who that person is. He also has, oh. like, a deep, deep baritone voice. The guy who played uh, Diggle, uh, David Ramsey. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would pick the person who was originally supposed to. Uh, who was that? Which would be common. Is this an actual thing? Like, yeah. Oh, well, okay. yeah, back in like I 2010. I don't know who that is either. He's a rapper. Yeah. That uh, doesn't help me. Also actor. Have you seen the, the – it was a TNT show called Hell on Wheels. No. Nope. It was about nope. like the creation of the railway. Um, he does some other Sounds stuff. interesting. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Common, though. It's um, very good. Uh, they, I think it was like tw- 2010 or something. There was originally a script for uh, for a Green Lantern movie with um, John Stewart. Mm-hmm. And Common was supposed to play it, but they nixed the whole thing and nothing ever came to it. Yeah, but I, outside of that, I would... Ah, uh, you know what? He's getting a little old. I, I was going to say Idris Elba, but... He's, I mean, my, he's my go-to for basically anything, though. Idris Elba's a really good actor, but I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, like he he could play an older John Stewart for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess it depends on. I mean, there's been different variations on character timelines where, like, they you know, like for example, we're seeing that right now with Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman, where he is an older Bruce Wayne at the start from what we see. Yeah, yeah, um, that that is true. Uh, did did I talk about the um, the Turkish Airways? Commercials last week oh, from a big God. sporting event. No, what? <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, the big sporting event was sponsored by an airway company called Turkish Airways, or at least Airways. the pregame show. But um, it it was it was like the Turkish Airways. It was like a visit Gotham or visit Metropolis, and it was like Bruce Wayne and and these were two separate commercials. Mm-hmm. It was Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor respectively talking about like the great things they did for the city oh, wow. and everything. <laughs> it was it was very well done. I that thought that was cool. a really good commercial. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was a Lex Luthor one. I saw the I saw the Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne one. one. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was it was very good. Real quick just to circle back. The other reason I would say that I don't really imagine Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan is that Hal Jordan was always meant like kind of like you were saying before the straight arrow character. Right. Yeah. Because they teamed up specifically Green Arrow and Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, mm-hmm. in a comic series for a while, specifically because like Green Arrow represented like a radical leftist, and uh, and Green Lantern represented like a very authoritarian traditional viewpoint. Yeah. Like that's like they were they were teamed up specifically to put that kind of duality with if, each other. If we categorize it in like uh, terms of like 
D and D alignment, mm-hmm. I would say Hal Jordan is lawful good. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say whereas what I guess uh, Green Arrow would be unlawful good. No, well it's it's either lawful good, uh, neutral good, or chaotic good. Yeah, uh, he'd good. be chaotic good then. Yeah. He'd be chaotic good, absolutely. But yes, Green Arrow would absolutely be chaotic good. Yeah, yeah, um, I one hundred percent agree with that. Deadpool would be uh, just straight neutral. neutral. I was neutral, neutral. <laughs> just straight neutral. I don't know. Or you I'm know what? Sure chaotic, chaotic, neutral's, chaotic neutral. Chaotic yeah. neutral is a thing. So yeah. let's. He'll be. He'd be chaotic neutral. I'd so. still. I'd still make the argument for neutral neutral. Yeah, I mean, cause he doesn't have to do things. Yeah. Uh, oh man, there was a great. Oh, uh, you'll, I don't know. Have you guys? Do you guys ever watch uh, Bat in the Sun? No, I have they, not. Their entire thing is they do uh, based on votes from fans. They do uh, short films, like cinematic style films of different heroes versing each other from different universes. Is that like kind of like did. Superpower Beatdown? That's it. That's oh, people, superpower, that's, it is Superpower Beatdown. Superpower Beatdown. Okay. That, that's yeah. the people that do that is Bat in the Sun. Okay. Uh, they've done like Captain America versus Master Chief and Gandalf versus Thor. Uh, let's not forget the greatest one. It was uh, Scorpion versus the White Ranger. Yeah, Scorpion versus the White Ranger. Which was played by Jason David Franks. Yeah. Thank you. Frank. Frank, whatever. Anyway, uh, but they did one that was uh, Joker and Harley versus Deadpool, and I forget his uh, side name. Who? Abel? Or no. Not Cable, no. It was uh, the woman. Lady Death. No, no, no. She, like, did something with chances and probabilities. Oh man, I cannot remember her name all of a sudden. Like, yeah, like she was able to change things to make them work in her favor. You sure? It's not Lady Death because they were in that, in that like whole, uh, in that whole analogy, it would be Lady Death. I just think so, really. No clue. No idea. I can't. I can't think of anyone whose abilities are to change probability. Yeah, I can't think oh, of it. Oh, here it is. Uh, I just found it. It is Domino. Oh, oh, Domino. Wait, oh, she fucking... That's what Domino's power is? <laughs> I, I thought she just, like, shot really well. I, at least... I mean, maybe that's yeah, how I understood... Maybe? I don't know. That's how I understood it in this video, was that her ability was to uh, control probabilities. Which is pretty much how I... something every day. Which is pretty much how I think they choose uh, superpowers for characters nowadays. Just what? by rolling a die. <laughs> Because at, at this point, it's well. I, I bring up again that that the thing with the uh, the creator of Battlestar Galactica just throwing darts at pictures and say, "And you're a Cylon, you're a Cylon." Well, actually, <laughs> speaking of the idea of the the roll dice to make powers, the mutants and masterminds basically D and D superheroes. They actually have a thing in the newest version. They've set it up so that there are um, twenty archetypes, each with. Um, like five subtypes. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to create a character, you would just roll once to get your archetype and then roll again to get that subclass of that archetype. Like you could be like martial artist and then be like kung fu specific martial artist or like mag- magician martial artist. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. So like that, you just made me think of that, that you can kind of... That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, like for someone who does, who's not really into the game or won't be playing and just wants to play the one round, that's for making a quick character. And you kind of do the same thing with um, the uh, DC, DCUO. Yeah. yeah. The DC Universe online game. Uh... All right, we're Choose going your power to fighting style. It's fun. Is that game still around? Actually, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I, I, free I, to play. I, I remember City of Heroes, man, back in the day. Mm, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Daredevil. 
Crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from Japan. We talked to Nicole from Vancouver, who's been subscribed for over two years. Here's what they had to say. The quality of everything is always superb. It makes it so I don't have to, like, go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. And we're back. Riley, I'm going to let you take point on this one. Okay. And we're talking about Daredevil, right? Just, yeah. I know, yeah. I know we had the very forced transition of, and we're going to talk about Deadpool when we get back, but I wasn't sure. No, you said Daredevil. Did I say Deadpool? We're talking about Daredevil. No, you said Daredevil. Yes. We're talking about Daredevil. I said the wrong thing just right now. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no I'm, I'm not going to actually refute you for that because every time you've said that, that you guys have been saying Daredevil, in my head for some reason it's coming through as Deadpool. It, your, your head is it's like auto-translating? Yeah, my, it, my, head, my brain's auto-translating to Deadpool. It's the red suit and they were two of the four stories we're talking about. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's, right, so what are we talking about with Daredevil, Daredevil got a trailer on Monday, whatever the 15th was. I think it was, yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Yeah. And right. it's for the newest season, and it focused very heavily on Frank Castle, aka the Punisher, and like his whole, yes. you know, him wreaking havoc on Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I wasn't really sure about uh, John Bernthal as Punisher okay. until I saw this trailer. Okay, you know, you know what? I, I think you know how my stance is on Punisher. Do you? Not really. Do you? Did you okay. really want? Uh, no, what's his name it's to come back? Thomas Jane for life. Yeah, you really want Thomas Absolutely Jane to come back? Absolutely, Thomas Jane for life. Uh, is that one of the guys from one of the movies? He was the. He was the. I, I well, the technically, it's the second Punisher movie, but yeah. it's the, yeah. There was one in like the '60s or something. With, uh, it, it was it the was '80s with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren. '80s. Yeah, Numbers. but yeah, no. Um, yeah, the 2004 Punisher movie with with Thomas Jane was like the greatest like thing I've ever seen. Really? Because I thought Thomas Jane as the Punisher and that was really good, but everything else about okay, that movie okay, was so everything not else great. was shit. But yeah. Thomas Jane as the Punisher is my point here. Yeah, Thomas Jane was awesome as the Punisher. I don't know. I'm not afraid for them to move on, but I, that's the one thing I feel that this character might be lacking compared to Thomas Jane's portrayal, where he you could very much feel like the weight of his family like dying was mm-hmm. heavy on him whereas I don't I haven't really gotten that sense like they've almost made Frank Castle out to just be like a maniac who wants to kill mur- other murderers well which is kind of in line with some versions of the character uh, yeah no that's what I was gonna say yeah I, was, I mean cause there are things there, like later on like in the comics he does kind of does that I mean when he fights Wolverine it's pretty much like that there is a uh, right before the Marvel Universe rebooted recently they uh, had a scene where it was about like apparently two Earth. I, I am way out of the loop on the comics, but basically two Earths were going to crash into each other. Oh right, the whole thing that was leading up to Secret Wars and Battlegrounds. Yeah, like yeah, that. and apparently the, a bunch of villains like Kingpin, a bunch of them are just sitting in a room like kind of watching on a screen as things are happening, and <laughs> Punisher walks in and says, "I'm going, but I can't take all these bullets with me." <laughs> And, like, they just imply that he just massacred a bunch of villains. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, back to the trailer, though. Yeah, so back to the trailer. Um, a lot of scenes of Punisher and him just, like, wreaking havoc on Hell's Kitchen. And then um, a lot of cool shots with Deadpool running... Deadpool again. Yeah, see, there, there we go again. It's With, with Daredevil running around in his new suit. Um, an interesting thing from the trailer, though, is you can see it in various shots getting 
beat up even more, and it looks like he has to keep like repairing it oh, almost. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I guess maybe that, that means that'll be fun. That'd be kind of realistic <clears throat> that they're not just going to keep bringing back the guy from the first season who made the suit. Well, yeah, which is my question though: Is it the same suit as he had in the first season? Well, no. Because did you not watch the first like, season? No, I did. Because at the end of the first season, he gets like an actual Daredevil suit. No, that's what I'm saying. Is it that suit? Yeah. Goes, it okay. Looked okay. Like it was. Yeah. Because uh, you're talking as if there was like a, another suit he's now wearing. No, no. It's just because for the most of the first season, he was just in his like black attire, right? As as the uh, the black mask is what they call. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um. So you got to see a bunch of more shots of him in that, which was pretty awesome because that was like. That was the most epic part of last season was him just, like, stepping out fully decked out. It was great. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was... Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, and then also... Um, they, just, they just sort of... They made it clear that, like, the main focus of the season, as far as this trailer is depicting it, is, like, Daredevil versus Punisher. Or maybe eventually, like, they're gonna figure something out and they're gonna... Either they're gonna fight, obviously. Yeah, I don't. I don't right, see them yeah, doing no. the whole like Batman v Superman. Oh man, at the end of this, we got to team up against a, a main threat. Um, no, Daredevil's just gonna straight after him. Like that's what. Yeah. Well, no, but I definitely yeah, know. There's, yeah. I think there's gonna be uh, Stick, his mentor from the first one. Mm-hmm. I think the organization that he works for is. They haven't mentioned it at all, really. But I feel like he has. They have to play like a bigger role because they they imply that there was something coming from that. Interestingly enough, that you talk about that. Oh. Uh, the end of the trailer features kind of the biggest, like, pulling back the curtain to oh, yeah. show what we have in store with Elektra. And, oh, yeah. Um, when I was doing research, I was looking at all the stuff of, like, oh, what's Elektra actually from and stuff like that. And she was also trained by Stick mm. and, like, that whole organization. So that may have something to do with it as well. They referenced her in the first season where Foggy like, yes. says, like, oh, that Greek Greek yeah. uh, girl you, you dated. It was the, uh, oh, the, yeah. the, the, av- the avocados joke. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and so I also liked kind of like they very like straight away implied that she is at least on some some way the same level as him because the way that he walks into the room like has to pause for a beat and yeah, knows yeah. there's someone else there but didn't know it enough before he walked in. Right. Yeah. There's also like there's like an audible sound if you look if you listen closely enough. So I think she purposefully alerts him, but if she hadn't, he wouldn't have known she was there. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, to see I'm very team. excited yeah. to see more of the Blind Ninja. Oh yeah, that guy was super awesome. Wait, no, I'm talking about Daredevil. Wait, they were both blind. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, Stick is blind? Is that what yeah. you said? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He is. That was the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was the, the whole, whole thing. Whole thing. Yeah, yeah he was like, going to train him because he also. I, I just, I, well, I love, I love Stick as a character because he's just an asshole. Like, yeah, he has like no real concern for Matt or any of the people in Hell's Kitchen. Interestingly enough, like speaking of like the comics a minute ago. He's supposed to be like apparently be coming back in the comics, even though he's been dead for like ever. Oh, oh yeah, he's a zombie, probably. Uh, no, they already like, did that. I, it, I was reading something like a month ago, maybe. I mean, that's the like, benefit of of rebooting a whole continuity is yeah. you can do whatever you want. Well, I think I think it's literally like him coming back from the dead rather than them rebooting it to be like he was never dead to begin with. But you know, type thing. Yeah. I was gonna say there was a a joke that I used to see always going around. It's like. Anybody can come back except for uh, Bucky, uh, <laughs> uh, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, Uncle ben yeah. and uh, Bruce, Bruce Wayne's, Wayne's parents. parents yeah, yeah. Like, those are the only ones who can't come back. 
But in in like the in the convenient years, Uncle Ben's the only one who has lived who has stayed true to that pretty much. Yeah, because uh, Doctor Wayne came back like very briefly. How mostly alternate alternate continuities. There's always uh, comedy, I mean, yeah. Man. Well, it's, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, in the Flashpoint stuff, I mean, the that's when yeah, that's was still one of the oh, is that what we're talking about? Oh, uh, okay. I could have sworn that he actually like, or maybe it was I forget. It could have been a guy who was uh, modified to look like him. I could have sworn it was the um, Court of Owls um, storyline. Oh no, that was that was a childhood friend of Bruce's who was like plastically surgically altered to look like somebody else. I think. Oh, or, like, okay, like Bruce Wayne. I oh. think. Okay. Or maybe it was that they were they were publicly trying to shame his dad. Maybe that's mm. what it was. Maybe I'm getting things confused. Probably. Comic book continuities are very complicated, and they keep rebooting in an attempt to make it yeah, easier. I don't know. When when did they bring Bucky back? I don't remember that at all. Are <laughs> <laughs> are you dumb? Is that someone supposed to get out of this? Uh, I don't know. Who's that shiny arm dude in uh in Civil Soldier? Is that the movie? Civil Winter War. Winter War. <laughs> It's Civil, a, it's, Civil, it's, Soldier, it's, Civil Soldier Winter War, also a movie I would watch. It, it's Commander know, United right? States, right? <laughs> Commander United States and Commander his, United States. His commandos. And the Eagle. <laughs> and, and the Eagle. eagle. <laughs> and oh, his, what, what his, about um and, what about and, and uh, the Brown Recluse, one of the best spies ever? The Brown Recluse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Anyway, what what about uh what about uh Todd Calm? No, can we just stop this puns based on? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to do a Nick Fury one. That's, yeah, you know, what's, what's the opposite of Nick Fury? Todd Calm. Todd Calm. He's my favorite comic book character. Agent of Table, because that's not like a shield. I don't... Yeah, <laughs> Agent of Table, Agent of Sword. Come on. Well, no, oh yeah, like Agent a... of Sword. There you go. I mean, come on. I'm trying to go with. Well, that doesn't sound. Like... Sword doesn't sound like the kind of thing that Todd Calm would run. It sounds maybe, way maybe too. Maybe it's an acronym for something nice. I was gonna say it sounds way too aggressive for Todd Calm. I don't know. Maybe it's like super wonderful ostentatious. No, please just let's move on. Rewarding or at least go back to Daredevil. <laughs> All right, you know what? No, we're gonna move on. So, what does Daredevil stand for then? What? Justice is what he stands for. <laughs> I was like, it's not an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, um, uh, I, w- I want to put like linking with like Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones. Right. Um, I remember reading this a while back, but there were rumors that like Luke Cage was getting his own series. He is. No, he is. Okay, he is. All right, cool. Yeah, and, and Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yes. Yeah. And then they all come back. Defenders. Right? Defenders. I fucking love Iron Fist. Do like you he's think... so goddamn cool. Now we saw a little bit, very little bit of overlap between what happened on Daredevil into Jessica Jones. Do you think we're going to see? You mean specifically uh, Claire Temple? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was the big thing. Like there was a couple. Tiny little references here and there. Oh, shit, was um, there was also a comic series that took place between the events of the two, where you actually get Jessica's thoughts about Daredevil, mm-hmm. and she he, and she basically thinks like he sounds like uh, he has sounds like we have a very similar style. Um, do Do you think they'll bring them together at some point? Well, I, that's what I'm wondering. The defenders. Well, I mean, okay, the defenders. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering. Do you think we're going to see a reverse overlap? Do you think Luke Cage might show up in this season, or Jessica, or even just a oh, reference please. to what can we, happened? Can we just have Luke Cage? I just I Mike, want fucking Luke Cage. Lost. Mike Coulter is a cool guy. Yes, uh, I is. really need to go watch uh, Forward Unto Dawn. Oh, you know what? I was actually just watching that today. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, he's, he's, he's Agent Locke. 
No, that's not Forward Under Dawn. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, oh crap, Nightfall. Nightfall. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to watch that. Yeah. But Forward Under Dawn is on Netflix, and I was watching it, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Again. The that's that I forget who makes that Machinima, right? Something like that. I yeah. think that's the company that makes it. I, I Sounds about right. It yeah. was a Halo thing, right? Yeah, yeah. it was the Halo. They're both live uh, action series. The, Nef- yeah. the Netflix version actually added a little bit more. Like it, it like it adds like a little bit of uh, Master Chief in the uh, the Forward Under Dawn, and Cortana waking up, and then like older Lasky actually like hearing the transmission, and then it's him flashing back. That I don't think that was in the miniseries before. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to talk about Skype. Hey, hey this thing we're on. Yeah, I was say, we're using that, that to talk to Ryan right now. Uh, not a sponsor. Skype, We, we should sponsor. say great things about Skype so they don't somehow big brother us and turn off our call. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think it's possible. I don't. I mean, it's probably possible, but I don't think it's possible to track the call. You know, we're gonna, not going to go down this rabbit hole. We're going to go down the rabbit hole in a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about... All right, so basically, uh, Rachel Bloom wrote an article for us this week. Hooray, um, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. She wrote about how group calls are finally coming to mobile for iOS and Android. Sweet. Uh, which I was... I remember trying to do a group call some time ago and thinking... Man, Hangouts already Google Hangouts already has this. Why doesn't Skype have this? Because it defaulted to doing a, an and, and audio call. And Skype was like the forerunner of uh, internet calls. Yeah, for the longest time. I mean, the reason I use Skype is that, in my opinion, it still maintains a better call quality, especially for audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but functionally, yeah, Hangouts, no, I've definitely noticed that. Yeah, but Hangouts just overall is a more versatile. Wait platform. a minute. Wait a minute. You said group calls to mobile. Yes, you can do a group video call on mobile. Oh, group video call. Sorry, okay, did so I not specify? No, 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 you did not specify. Because I've done group calls yeah. on Skype before on my phone. Yeah, but, but you've never done a group video call. You have that's something different. Yeah. Uh, so Rachel wrote a bit about that, and she also got us our first uh, exclusive comment, which was really cool. Uh, she reached out to Microsoft because I, I, pro- I prodded her about this tonight because when I read the announcement, I was like, why didn't they mention Windows Phone at all? Oh. They didn't at all. Um, was that just overlooked or? Well, no. So we reached out and we asked basically, hey, are these features coming to Windows Phone? And if so, when? And they basically said that it is going to be coming out over the next couple weeks, but that Windows Phone is going to have a limitation. Uh, so imagine if you're looking at your screen on your phone on Win- on Android and iOS, you'll be able to see like all of the participants at the call of the call at the same time. Mm-hmm. And whoever's speaking will be the biggest. But on Windows Phone, you will only be able to see one at a time. It's whoever's speaking, <clears throat> speaking theoretically speaking, the loudest, I suppose. Kind of like, um, I'm trying to think, like, basically what, that's what Hangouts does right now if, if whoever's like, speaking. Like default, it, whenever someone speaks, it shows their picture. But you can also lock it to someone's picture. Yeah, you can lock it to someone. And also oh, it shows so the it, other ones in smaller boxes. Right, yeah. so, so whoever's talking at the time will come to the forefront? Right. But, oh, that's cool. But what I'm saying is with Windows Phone... The, the the update will allow for group video calls, but you will not. Um, like I said, you will only see the person who is currently speaking. You won't see the other person people at all. So there's no way to see everybody at the same time. So it's a more. It's strange that it's a more limited okay. update. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just. I think it's unfortunate, really, because Windows Phone. The, they kind of question like. There's always the kind of question like, why isn't Windows Phone getting better? And when the platform creator doesn't support it properly it's not right yeah so i just i just like like now that we have like group video calls like when can we have holograms hologram screens i don't want hologram screens i want a hologram screen it's cool yeah it's cool but it's not in any way practical i want it just so that like 
I can reenact Star Wars a little bit better. <laughs> the one place that I could see a hologram call being useful, and even then, kind of dangerous, would be uh, driving. Yeah. No, that would not be useful at all. Yeah. Because well, just, than- just because having the image there and the image would probably constantly be moving in some sort your eyes would constantly be looking at it just be going oh shit there's movement oh it's not a car coming to hit me it's the hologram in my eye line oh I wouldn't want it to be constantly on I just mean that it would be like if while you're in the call it's straight ahead of you so you don't have to look down or look at anything well no well actually uh, BMW actually does have an option for a heads-up display. Yeah, some places they, so that's becoming more pro- prominent. Uh, they, they show, I mean, it, for right now, all it is is just... Uh, like, if your, I could see everything, if I could see... Your like my, speed and you can Exactly, if like I could see my stuff, speed, my right. gas gauge, any OD2 uh, uh, alerts. Did you just say that BMW turned cars into a video game? Yes. Yes. I remember awesome. the... Oh, yeah, I, I, drove, uh, I drove one that had that a few years ago. Uh, it's the coolest thing ever. The longest is it like, time. Is it yeah. like displayed on the windshield, or is no, it kind okay? Of like- so what what happens is like there's a little uh, there's like a little screen down at the front of the dash, uh, and so it projects it oh, okay. to the to the lower part of the windshield. That's what I wanted. Oh, uh, that's cool, right? The right? Long, isn't that cool? A long time ago, I remember seeing it was a, a prototype where they were going to have a car that used a joystick for control. Ooh, neat! Yeah, Wait, wasn't that in uh, iRobot? No, he had the steering wheel in that. Uh, yeah, he did the joystick car. I mean, I'm sure it's been in science fiction at yeah. some point, but I just remember oh, oh, like an actual. Yeah, it was Nick Fury in Winter Soldier. He had the joystick car. He did? Yeah, don't you remember? Well, I mean, by joystick car, I mean he had the giant gun on a joystick in the center console. Because that's the same thing. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. Something like that. <laughs> uh, I actually saw a, a Kickstarter for a, a device where um, you can. Where it's it's like this little glass device that you set sit on your dash. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can, you flip it up and you put your phone in the tray and then it like it displays what your phone has. So you can like use GPS as a kind of like a little heads up display. Yeah. On I, your dash. I, what I am waiting for and I'm surprised that they haven't is Android Auto is rolling out slowly. Same I guess CarPlay from 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 iPhone is also rolling out. Okay. But I think. Right now, the only way you can get it is if it comes pre-installed into your car. I'm waiting till we get um, self-install kits that you can just add it to any car. Can I ask what Android Auto is? It basically duplicates the functions of your phone on on the console. Will it give us heads-up display? I mean, theoretically, it could. But the main can thing we is, make it do the main thing so is that you can control it with your voice, so you don't have to like you can be like Google Play Music or call this person or. Send this text message, and again, it's because it's all hands free. You never have to really look away from the road, mm-hmm. and you can do your GPS. You can do all that control with your voice. I and the, I think the main idea is that it then it is running through there, so you don't have to look away, and also so it doesn't sap as much power from your phone. <laughs> that's that's what I'm doing right Riley, now. Riley, you going to get YouTube Red? Probably not, but I'm a poor college student who doesn't have expendable income. Well, the nice thing about YouTube Red, uh, we talked about this before. Um, we talked about this a bunch of times. Yeah, but just, just, and I think this should have been a feature to, from the start. But honestly, the abil- the ability to turn the screen off on your phone while using YouTube, like that Wait, is, that's a feature. In that's YouTube a feature. Red? That's a feature, right? Is that awesome? Now you wish you had ten dollars a month. Yeah, Keep no, in no, mind, no. Like, <laughs> that's the most annoying thing. Is I'll be listening to music on YouTube. Oh I'll shit! Click. I can get YouTube Red free for a month. No, 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 for free because I can use my Google Play balance. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a monthly charge, so unless you have unlimited Google Play balance... I don't know what that looks supposed to mean. I mean, I kind of can, but we'll, oh, okay. you know, we'll, we'll just, I'm going to buy YouTube Red for free. But to continue my rant. Uh, Sorry, go I ahead. Li- yeah, I would listen to music and then I'd like turn the screen off, stick it in my pocket, and then it would just stop playing the music and I'd go, oh, right, it's YouTube. Right. Well, uh, I mean, you can also listen to like some video pods, some podcasts yeah, are only no, video, exactly like, the, like the Rooster Teeth podcast site uh, on YouTube. It's only offered on video. I mean, I could go to the website and like listen to it on audio, but uh, two or, parts, you know, two part response to that. And stuff. Uh, one, your YouTube Red subscription does include Google Play Music. And podcasts are coming to Google Play Music in the next four months. Fantastic. Great. Uh, speaking of Rooster Teeth, part of the reason I'm getting this is so I can watch Laser Team. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I haven't seen you it have, yet. You saw it? Yeah, I oh, saw nice. it. Oh, nice. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom and Meg watched it the other day, but I, I wasn't home. Like, I, I got home and they had it on and I was just like covered my eyes and walked away. So. Yeah, basically, like, until right now when you were like, yeah, you can turn your screen off and still listen to things. I wasn't interested because I was like, the content they currently have is, like, one thing I've already seen, and that's the only thing I wanted oh, to see. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the full, now I can watch the full movie. <gasps> I'm so happy. The thing I do like, and, and this is me, is Hank Green made a post about how, at least at the moment... You, people who view his content, well, he, he said it was specific, like, you know, his, obviously he only has access to his information, but he said people that view the content from YouTube Red, their views are currently more valuable in terms of the amount of, like, revenue it draws them. Huh. Huh. Yeah. That, that, wow, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, because basically the way they do it is everyone who has YouTube Red, they put that $10 a month in. Right. It goes into one big pot, and then it's divided up based on the amount of watched minutes they have. So what you're saying is PewDiePie is going to get a lot. So is Rooster Teeth. Uh, Smosh. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyone in the – the bigger people will get more money. Yeah. The, just the, like in the current system. Our, our, our Green so Brothers. As it normally works, the yes. people with more yes. people get more money. How big is Smooth McGroove? I have no idea who that is. Not oh. that large. Oh. Hey, fun fact. He's, he's up there, but like – He's also part of, like, Polaris and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And speaking of Polaris, you know who else uh, is under Polaris? Who? A lot of people. Game Grumps. Game Grumps are. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this is going to happen, but you know their album that came out with Starbomb? No. I told you about this. You Uh, you probably told me about this, but... uh, Basically, Dan's band Ninja Sex Party. I'm familiar with that band name because you say it a lot. Ninja Sex Party is awesome. Uh, he and Eagle Raptor, they and Eagle Raptor uh, teamed up and they made Starbomb, which is a bunch of video game based songs. Okay. The most popular being Luigi's Ballad. I implore you to look it up then okay. in the show notes. Uh, but they were talking about uh, trying to get Smooth McGroove on some tracks for the next Starbomb. I hope they do because that'd be awesome. <laughs> and apparently, Smooth McGroove has uh, issues with, um, with uh, copyright. Stuff because he sounds so like he can make it sound so much like, uh, like the original music he he acapellas that it, oh wow it sometimes gets flagged for copyright. That's insane. Which is pretty great. If you, this you this know. isn't something we talked about, but this is something that I heard about this week. Okay, um, <clears throat> there's like a Pokemon channel on YouTube yes, that does like orchestral covers. Oh, you mean. Oh yeah, them. Yeah, and and they're like they have the license to like use the music and everything. Uh-huh. And they got their channel shut down anyways. Why? Wow. 
Yeah, um, I, like wait, is is just, that the Pokemon got project? Three copyright strikes just for whichever reason because it like the algorithm or, or but they have the right, but they have the licensing. Is what but saying. I don't think the algorithm has any like. Does it like? I mean, it does have a system to dispute any co- any copyright claims. Yeah, but basically, the like, that. they yes, had permission to like use the music, and then they were doing covers basically, anyways. And they their channel has been shut down because of the copyright strikes. Yeah, wow, that That's, sucks. I mean, I guess I have never experienced it. Because the deal is you have to get – it has to be – if you get 30 three, seconds or 10 percent. No, 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 no. Shorter. That's that's complete garbage. That's not true. Oh, really? Good. Because I'm, gl- I'm glad that my uh, my high school video teacher lied to me. Yeah. That class no, I mean, joke. Fair use is a very complicated thing. That's like a guideline that you can try and use, but that's no way that's going to hold up in court mm-hmm. to say it that way. Right. Uh, but what – what were we just, we just were talking about? Um Copyright. No, the Pokemon, Pokemon thing. Uh, Pokemon. Yeah. So if yeah. you get three copyright strikes within, I think it's a three-month period, that's when you get shut down. Mm. But with regular, the copyright strikes or with any kind of claimed content, they give you the option to dispute it. What I don't know, and maybe that's what happened, is they got these three and it shut it down. Autom- like once it hit the third one, shut down automatically and doesn't give you the option to dispute it. I don't I know. Was, um, that's- I was watching the story from the No Rooster Teeth's whole like, news thing. That was so. the Pokemon Project thing, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and so the way I remember them phrasing it was basically like they got three strikes. The channel was basically deleted. You know that uh, Little Karibo had the same problem when he was doing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. Bridge. Well, that's what I was going to also say is depending on how big they were and what kind if they were with a network, right. they might be able to get that stuff back. It might not be completely gone. But well, if, if they, they had they, the licensing, then I think Nintendo would fight for them. No, Nintendo will not fight really? for them. Nintendo will back up their claim if they oh, fight okay, it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, you, that's what I meant. Not like yeah, literally fight yeah, for. Nintendo's them. not going to put up the legal right. uh, counsel to take care of it, but they would, you know, I'm be willing to bet say something on their to, on their behalf. All right, uh, we are going to do another quick uh, message from our affiliates, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about Apple and the FBI. <laughs> Do you want to make a website? Want guaranteed uptime and WordPress support? DreamHost is a powerful web host with packages built for consumers and business. DreamHost powers ComicGeek.tv and numerous other websites all across the internet. If you want to start your website, you go to DreamHost.com, use our offer code CommonGeek, and you'll get 10% off one year of hosting. Doing so helps support our show and allows us to make wonderful content at no charge to you. That's DreamHost.com, offer code CommonGeek. So RC, would you like to take point on this story? No, I'm, I'm going to go to bed now. I just don't want to talk either. So, Apple uh, and yeah. then the FBI. Apple and the FBI. Why are we doing uh, X-Files? They're fucking part of the FBI. My God. Stay with it, please. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't see the connection between... Steve Jobs is an alien. He's not dead. He just went home. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, Apple is currently dealing with uh, some motions filed uh, by the Department of Justice. Well, I believe it was the... District, specifically the District of Calif- Central California, uh, basically trying to get them to help, well, g- give additional help in the case against uh, Saeed Farouk, um, the perpetrator, one of the perpetrators of the San, San Bernardino attack uh, in December. Basically, his yeah. phone from was recovered by his, well, his employer's phone that was given to him was recovered, and the FBI is basically worried that if they try the password, the passcode too many times, 
uh, if they're going they, to delete all information. Right. That's not a default function, but they have no way of knowing if right. uh, if it was active. Uh, is that even a function at all? What do you mean? Like, is is that that is, is that a, a function? Thing? That is yes, a thing. That is a thing. Is that, that, now, it is, is that an optional an, activated? Thing. Okay. It's okay. A, now, yeah. now by optional, it optional from Apple. Right. Okay. It's built into the phone. It's a form of encryption that protects it. Uh, basically, yeah, protects your data. Like, if someone gets a hold of your phone, whether it's just like you know. If we're going like the really big thing, it's like some kind of like, you know, you're a big business person and some criminal organization tries to get your mm-hmm. business info, it's going to protect that. Or just from someone nabbing your phone. You know, like street. Kingpin. Yeah, like Kingpin. Uh, but the idea is, yeah, so if you put the passcode in wrong, I think it's like 10 times, it wipes the phone completely. So they don't want to take the chance of putting the password in too many times uh, and having it be the wrong one. Uh, and so they are trying to compel Apple to basically backdoor isn't quite the right term though tim cook wrote a letter uh expressing describing it as a backdoor i was gonna say yeah didn't the letter say like the letters they're asking us to make a backdoor? yeah the letter says that the fbi and the department of justice refute that uh saying that it's not really the same thing and there is a little bit of merit to that argument but it is a form of workaround either way right uh basically that they will create he had the iphone 5c uh, side note, someone made a great joke in the comments of one article where they said, uh, see, even Apple doesn't want to touch the 5C anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, really so it would involve creating, there's a function within it to do an update in the firmware. Uh, and so I, I should go backwards. Hmm. The encryption that you put through your passcode is something you create, that you are the only one with that code, assuming right. you don't give it out to somebody. Uh, Apple has their own secondary signature encryption uh, to do their updates uh, that only they have the code for. Okay. To do this, uh, what the FBI wants, they would take the phone, create a custom firmware uh, with their with their key on it, load that firmware on, and that and it would be the firmware would be specially programmed uh, to ignore the current restrictions on the passcode. Now, I, I bet you, like, he probably did activate that. And it's uh, a good possibility. Option. Or, you know, bigger, maybe he just was, I don't know. The bigger thing here is uh, Farouk destroyed all of his other phones. Like, he destroyed all of his other tech. His so that is the phones. only thing they have. That's the only thing they have, but that was his employer's phone. And I am very doubtful that if he had yeah. another phone that he was doing this on, that he was also going to do it on a phone that was given to him by his employer. I... Yeah, I mean, it, okay, hypothetically speaking, if I were a terrorist, I wouldn't use a phone given to me by an employer. Right, something that someone else could automatically track right, in, yeah. in a more direct way. So Even if they, yeah, so like even if they do get their access for a backdoor, they're probably going to yeah. find maybe nothing. Maybe nothing, yeah. And that's and that's not really like, the not point. Of, you know, that's the thing. Is like Apple's whole argument is not that what is on that phone really matters. Their argument is if they can compel us to do this this one time, they say it's just this one time, but there is no way to say that they won't use that as a precedent to make us do it again. And also, even though that even if this hack is specific to this phone, uh, there is no way to ba- basically guarantee that that it once it's created and we said this in our article once it's created it can't be uncreated and that's and that's part of Tim Cook's article or argument is that if it's created even if Apple holds onto it theoretically through corporate espionage someone could get a hold of that and get that out in the world and then suddenly a whole bunch of iPhones are yeah. are lost their not you know lost at least part of their security uh, the that, counter that is that is like a, a pretty uh it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty tight catch twenty catch twenty two. Yeah. 
So the FBI and the DOJ, their counter argument basically comes down to we're just asking for this one phone because of changes that were made in the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, excuse me, and 6S and 6S Plus, this particular hack won't be redoable. 6S it, Plus is that where we're up to now? Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. that's that's the larger version of the 6S. Uh, so that this hack will not be re- redoable because you can't use the same type of firmware input on the on the new ones. They have an additional protection on them that the 5C did not have. But again, like a lot of it to me comes down to precedent. Like you don't want to set the precedent that we can ignore encryption or we can bypass encryption because because we set we're the so. government. Yeah. yeah, you know, it, and and I in no way believe that that. Uh, that the per- that the people in this particular case that are trying to get into this are trying to set that precedent, but you know th- it would still exist once created. Right? No, they're not. They're not trying to do. It, but it, you know, it make it makes sense because yeah. But uh it's uh, it's pretty tough. Yeah. It's pretty tough. And call. and uh, oh geez, I just blanked on his name. Uh, Pinchar, the um, CEO of Google, he came out in response in defense. Of Tim Cook and Apple saying like that it, it does set a dangerous precedent about um, mm-hmm. basically about security and and the whole point of encryption and I discussed this with someone is that encryption doesn't care who you are you know encryption is meant to just be secure it's not specifically meant to secure terrorists it's not specifically meant to secure civilians it's secure to whoever has the device right and you know we it doesn't pick and choose it like. doesn't pick and choose and you know we. It's Sundar, Sundar Pichai. Uh, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I am very interested to see where this case goes uh, because you know I understand the argument of I have nothing to hide. What do I have to worry about the government? But if I if I don't want Apple looking at it, why would I also? Why would I want to give the government the option to? Right, and well, you know, if they do even do make that. I bet you someone will end up getting a hold of it and hack every iPhone in the world. Or, I mean, theoretically, in, like, a nightmare scenario, a corrupt division of the FBI could get a hold of it and – or and we could see – or the CIA. And we could frame, see a continuation and of – frame of, Agent Mulder for murder. And well, stuff. no, but we could see a continuation uh, – a, a more capable continuation of PRISM, you know, the, the yeah. intelligence gathering. Um, you know, it's – I don't like to use the term, but it's a slippery slope, and, and we don't know for sure where it'll go, and I cannot say that this case, to me, has shown enough uh, that there will be enough to gain from this particular case to warrant it. Right. You know, because they've – and also the other thing worth mentioning is if the information – there's already laws in place that if the information was stored on his iCloud, that uh, that they could get to it. That they could put in a warrant and just get it that way, right? That's so that's th- more easily accessible yeah. than the phone itself, right? So this specific uh, case will only be about getting the data that is stored locally and exclusively to that phone. I mean, have they tried? To, have have they gotten the stuff from the iCloud? As far as I'm aware, because again, this is remember this was for his work account, right? It didn't get anything. I mean, it, it the iPhone automatically backs up the iCloud, right? Uh, it's a, it's not default. It's not default. Really, it it, uh, it prompts oh, you shit. when you set up the phone, like, do you want to do this? Well, damn. So, I don't know. I also don't typically take advantage of automatic backup services on my phone. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Riley, what about you? Uh, in general or the whole backup thing? Uh, well, I was talking about specifically do you backup stuff on your phone? Because like, oh, I know Google, um, Google Photos has the option. option. 
Yeah, cool. Oh, well, okay then. Uh, or you were going to have some input uh, in no, general? No, I, I, I guess, I mean, I have input, but it's a lot of, um, I think Apple made a smart decision, especially to publicize that this was going on. See, that's the, the DOJ is arguing that Apple is just using this as a marketing stunt and that they actually don't care about the security of their other users. That's a pretty bold claim. Well, well, either way, I, I still think it's a smart move on Apple's behalf because the incredible like outpouring of support of like, man, Apple's doing like the right thing here, trying to protect our security. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's really how it's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a big PR boost for them. But I, I also agree that like, I mean, I talked to a buddy. Like he he explicitly said that he thought national security trumped the the right to privacy on the phone. So I mean, it, it, you're going to get different arguments from different people. Sorry, Riley, continue. Yeah, um, but I was just basically I, I read the letter. I think bef- I know I read I read the letter for you because I was like, yeah, Marcy, you need to read this and maybe write about it. <laughs> but um, I read it and I was just like, well, you know, we should always like comply with laws and the government should they have the proper request and stuff like that but also to create technology like this and then as you said like not be able to uncreate it and not know where it's going to go from there is is a very dangerous subject and i think they're making uh the good choice to to publicize it and be like it also made me aware of the uh, the All Ritz Act that that's what they're using to to yeah, do this, yeah. and that made me very uncomfortable to know that they could compel <laughs> a company to try to do something like that. Like it's one thing to compel yeah. them, like, hey, you have this stuff stored on your data, give that to us. It's a different thing is, hey, we need you to create something <laughs> to, to help us. Actually, I have, I have a pretty important question here. All right, um, this is for this is for iPhones and Apple's and stuff. Like, if if this gets out, then people can get into any iPhone, right? I mean, that's a nightmare worst-case scenario. Right. Saying that. And not even necessarily Android. any iPhone, specifically in this case, but it would refer to the iPhone 5C. Theoretically, if... The thing that would matter is if they somehow got uh, Apple's signature, the thing that, that the phone uses to indicate that Apple is the one accessing it. Right. If, they got, if, if Apple's signature got out in the open, that's the really dangerous thing. So my point being, uh, with my Google Nexus 5X, mm-hmm. why do I give a shit? Uh, because no, because I give a shit because it's about a, a, like a precedent in general. Uh huh. But I mean, that's exactly why you should care. I, I, it would it would seem like I'm more on the side of like get, get, get them access because even if that gets out, it's not going to affect my Nexus 5X. Right. I know it, I'm taking okay. kind of like an asshole look here, but right. but I mean, it absolutely does because if they can sell okay. Apple to do it, they can easily tell Google. Google's yeah, that's that's my exact thing. It was just like I mean, yes, it may be Apple products right now. Right. What's yeah, to yeah. stop them from the next time when they have recovered a Android device from a terrorist mm-hmm. or whomever, and they go, well, we need information off of this. Google, you know how we told Apple that we need the shit? We need your shit, Google. Give us your <laughs> shit. Uh, I mean, they could do the same thing to Microsoft and have access to Windows computers. I mean, but the, there's nothing on like that type of security on, on like a... I mean, yeah, you can get encryption. You can get encrypted files. You can encrypt your okay, files. Yeah. There is no... Um, Actually, I, I'm not even going to go so far. I was going to say that there was nothing that's system level, but I think the business version of Windows can be encrypted. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, encryption is the really only – the closest thing to a foolproof security you can get. Um, I think – like, like well, for full, for security for, like, a computer, mm-hmm. uh, I think I saw this in a movie or something one time. But, like, 
Uh, so, like, a hacker gets his computer taken by, like, the FBI uh-huh. because, like, it has a hard drive and everything. And uh, before they get out the door, he flips a switch, and that acti- like at that activates, like, super magnets in the door frame. And oh, basically, wow. as they pass through it, it, w- it just destroys the hard drive. Oh, wow. Uh, also, side note, uh, a great comment that I heard talked about this was someone referring to the custom firmware version as, an- as FBI OS. <laughs> FBI OS. That's yeah. really great. So, uh, there will definitely be something to keep track of this. I knew that this was an important story because uh, Tom Van Orden, podcast director here at Common Geek, he sent it to me and said, <laughs> hey, did you read this? I think it's important. Yeah, no, and if, then if when, Tom, no, no, within three minutes, Riley sent it to me and said, hey, did you see this? I think it's important. Regardless, if Tom even says, hey, this looks important, you should probably pay attention. Yeah. So, I was just surprised that, like, I, I was surprised that it really became a fairly mainstream story like it was on the facebook trending topics and stuff yeah and like and riley you know um the no talked about this uh a little bit yeah. recently yeah so i will be very interested to see and continue paying attention to where yeah. this goes because you know you're right like exactly as riley explained it is a precedent like if if it if Apple lets them do it then what's to say the government could just do it to any other company and say hey they let us do this Mm-hmm. Why aren't you being cool and letting, letting us do this? That's the whole idea behind legal precedent. Is like, you want to be cool, right? You, you want to be cool, cool right? Yeah. So do the thing we're asking you to. Uh, so we're going to go get the law, and the law is going to back us up, and then you're going to have to. Yeah, man. Just I mean, be cool. You, you want to be cool, right? Be cool. I mean, just be cool. I like how you're depicting the Department of Justice and the FBI like like peer pressure kids in well, high school. Sim- no, boiling it, it down, it really is. Letting us have all your personal private information? That's what cool kids do. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be, you don't want to support terrorists. That's that's not what cool people do. Uh, Guys, guys, I'm not sure about this. Look, look, it'll be fine. Just be cool about it, right? Just be cool. I'm I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to take your blue eyes and I'm going to give back to you later, all right? Anyway, we're going to open this back door and we're going to leave it open and you're not going to be, you're not going to have a problem. You're just going to be cool. Yeah, everything will be cool. Just be cool. You're cool. You have nothing to hide. You can just leave this back door open all the time. Exactly. Anyway, that's how it works. <laughs> Security, government stuff. <laughs> all right, uh, I think we're going to start wrapping up for the day, gentlemen. Uh, Riley, thank you for skyping in today. Always a pleasure. Uh, Adam, I'm going to let you do social media this week. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, you can go to our website at commongeek.tv, where you'll find this and the stories we talked about today and more. But mainly just those two for now. Four. There's four stories. Four stories. No, I mean oh, okay, two, those things. two things. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Common Geek TV. If you're uh, listening to this, go tweet to us using the uh, hashtag CGRT. And Adam, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Adam El Jefe. Riley, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, everywhere on the internet, for the most part. You can find me at Reclog Gaming. All right, links to that will be in the show notes. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at RC Byler. Uh, just a reminder, this episode's affiliates. No. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. This episode's affiliates were Namecheap and Dreamhost. Editing for this episode was provided by Adam Costello and was produced, I guess, supposed by partially by me yeah. uh, and also the fine other people here, Adam, Riley, and Rachel, who helped write the articles this week. Uh, you were going to say something, Adam. Oh, yes. Um, I want to make it uh, very clear that you should pick up your phone mm-hmm. and you should call your mother. You should call your mom and tell her to encrypt her phone while she can. And tell her to go see Deadpool as well. But first she should encrypt her phone. And go see Deadpool. <laughs>